It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design with Jason Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, January 3rd, and you're listening to episode 501. As always, I am your host, Jason, here today joined by no one, not a single person. But I promise that will change. It's not just going to be me blabbing at you for an hour. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't want to listen to that either. It's okay. But welcome. Welcome to episode 501. I hope you really enjoyed episode 500. We had a great time making it, and I super hope you enjoyed listening to it. So what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to do here on episode 501 uh, that's got me sitting here all by myself? Well, you see, 500 is a lot of episodes, right? And, And the idea that somebody might start listening to the podcast and go all the way back to the beginning, to all 500 episodes ago is is pretty unlikely. And you know the question begins, where do you start? If you're new, where do you start with a podcast that's been running for nearly 10 years, right? Uh, what do you do for that? Well, in our Discord chat, um we we chatted about this and, and Heather Newton actually had the idea that what if we gave people a place to start? Um a place to start off if you're new and also a bit of a refresh if you are somebody who's been around forever. So that's what we're doing right now. We're going to have an episode here where I talk about uh, where the podcast came from and and what the impetus of the show was. And then also, where do we go from here? What's what's going to happen now? And I certainly don't want to discourage anyone from going back and listening to 500 episodes if you want to. But if you're new, I say start here and work your way backwards after that uh, once you uh, once you catch up going forwards. And I think as the title suggests a good place to start on the next 500. That's what this episode is intended to be. So that's what we're going to try and do right now. So how did the podcast start? Well, back in 2012, Rob Couch and I, we wanted to start designing board games. We were really into tabletop games uh, and and we thought designing them sounded like something that would, would be fun to try. Um, and, and like you do when you try to learn something new, we started looking for resources that could help us. You know, what what do we do? How, how do we do this? And we couldn't really find anything. Um, and that was that was tough and that was a little frustrating. And but it, it's what it was now. I mean, if you're starting a game design now, you're probably like there are so many resources and and there are there are so many great resources for new designers, but they didn't exist when we started. So Rob had an awesome idea, which was. What if we document our journey of trying to learn how to be game designers and, you know, uh, just try to learn ourselves, but also help people along the way, hopefully either by providing a roadmap of, of how to get there and what to do or or providing some nice warnings of hey, this is a bad idea. Don't do that. And I think we've done both of those things. At least I hope so. You know, we try to focus on our successes and our failures to be a documentary show that really showcases the good stuff and the bad stuff, because I don't think that we always get enough of that. So we set the show up in a way that would help to keep us accountable, right? Um, and that that was the idea that we would start off. We would talk about the games we're playing because we knew it was important to, to be playing games 
to be learning from games, to trying different games. So we started off with that process. And then in the middle of the show, we would really dive into a mechanic. Uh, it started off as just the mechanic of the week, uh, which became the feature of the week, which is now really just the topic that we talk about. Um, but the, that helped us learn uh, about a lot of different mechanics. Uh, we would bring people on the show who could talk about mechanics and things we didn't understand or had never heard of. And that was fantastic. Uh, and then the last part of the show every week was designed and still is to be what we called practicing the pitch, which the idea of that is somebody on the show pitches a game idea that they're working on or a game they've completed. And, and it does two things. One, it, it, it helped us practice telling people about our games, including hopefully someday publishers, which did come to fruition. So that's great. Uh, but also it helped keep us working on new projects and new ideas and always trying to bring up new ideas and iterate on those ideas to keep our brains kind of flexing in that design mind. So we did the show. We did the show together, Rob and I, for 370 plus episodes. And and we went from game designers who had never done anything to game designers who, who both had multiple games published. And that felt like a pretty awesome achievement. And it was at that point that Rob was ready to take a break and ready to step down. So he did. After all that time, Rob stepped down uh, and said, you know, I think you should keep doing the show if this is what you want to do. And it and I, I did some soul searching and some thinking, and I realized that I did. I I didn't want to be done with the show. So I wasn't. <laughs> I instead pivoted to go from building the game with Jason and Rob to building the game with Jason and friends. And I immediately started thinking about diversity and the fact that two white guys uh, from the Midwest had been doing 370 plus episodes together. And while we had many guests from different backgrounds and, and, and all sorts of different viewpoints, um, we, we at the core, we're still just these two guys sitting here talking. So I brought on three new hosts, which were Julio Nasario, Jason Katarski, and Nicole Amato. And from 2019 on, we have served as your hosts for the show, talking about all sorts of different things. Um, but around 2020, we noticed that we were losing sight of that original idea of following a new game designer's journey. I mean, none of us were new anymore. Julio was the newest and and you'd never know that Julio was a new game designer based on his amazingness at it. Um, so so we realized that we needed new stories. We wanted to tell new stories and and we wanted the the listeners, the builders, as we call them, to be able to follow that journey. So we worked with the tabletop men tabletop mentorship program with Mike and Grace, and we were able to, bring on three new, what we called mentee co-hosts, which were uh, a great addition to the show. Those were Kiri Bear, Raven McKenzie, and Jamie Sabriel-Flez. And each of them provided different things uh, and different topics to talk about. And we focused for uh, over a year with them on bringing in people who could help them with, with different game design questions or problems they were having, bringing in experts way smarter than any of us on the show, but sometimes ourselves working with them and trying to help with that. And that has been fantastic. And I think you'll see that grow with the podcast as we go. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that later in a little bit on the show. 
one of the big changes in 2021 has been our weekly meetup. And I know I talk about this on every episode, but our Discord meetup that we have every week is a great community of people and we have a great time and we keep each other accountable and we've made friendships and we've really built a community around around this Discord channel and around this podcast that make me so happy. So I, I really, really hope that you'll come out and join that. I would love it if we had so many people join it that we needed to have multiple sessions of it. It takes 30 minutes and I promise you will get a lot out of it. Now, of course, everything can't always stay the same and we are going to be changing quite a few little bits on the show here today. And to do that, I'm going to bring on a bunch of different people with some different conversations where we talk about those new changes. You're going to see some changes within the hosts, some changes within things like our core values and how we present those and show those to everyone. And you'll even see things like changes on our website. If you go out and look, that's something that I'm working on. And uh, you'll see fun changes over the course of the next hopefully couple of weeks here. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. And the first thing we're going to talk about is our core values. Hey, everybody. So now I am joined uh, by Jamie Sabriel Flez and Heather Newton, because uh, we are going to talk about uh, core values. So what's up with core values? Well, back when Rob and I started the podcast way back in 2012, we set out a list of three core values that were important to us for making a podcast and doing it right. And they were really just designed to keep us accountable. Um, and when I went back preparing for episode 500 and beyond, as we are, um, I I looked at the core values and they were severely lacking. I'm not even going to bother to read them because they were very lacking. Um, and I thought these really need an update. So I brought it to the community and said, I think these need an update. And the community said, yes, yes, it does. So a lot of people on our Discord channel, especially people from our weekly meetup, uh, took a look at them. Uh, two of the biggest contributors to that, um, including others, were uh, Jamie and Heather. So I asked them to come in today and, and let's said, let's chat about it. Let's uh, see if we can uh, kind of explain them to everyone. And, and, and then they're posted on the website now on the Building Game Podcast dot uh, com slash about. Um, you can find that tab listed at the top as well. So we're going to first thing we're going to do is we're just going to go through and read through them. Each of us are going to read a section. Um, and then from there, uh, we're going to have a little discussion about them and why we think they're important. So uh, first, starting off, we added a purpose, and that was that we exist to be a positive force in the game design community. We do this by helping to create pathways that make it easier for new designers and new voices to enter our industry. And we seek to open doors to help those designers learn grow and thrive. And now for the core values. First, Heather's going to talk about practicing honesty. All right. Hey there, Jason. Hello. Um, as, uh, for practicing honesty, as a documentary podcast, we will be transparent about our successes and failures. We will share openly about our journey and our lives. We will hold ourselves accountable when we make mistakes and we'll work to learn from these mistakes and do better going forward. We seek to grow and improve not only as designers, but as people. Jamie is going to read about creating accessibility. I sure am. Uh, we believe if you design games, you are a game designer, and anyone that says differently is wrong. We will create content that helps designers learn and grow. We will primarily focus our efforts on new designers, but will continue supporting designers as they gain experience in the industry. 
We will help to elevate and give a voice to new designers. We will listen to their stories and we will support them on their own journeys. We will have a specific focus on supporting those who are underrepresented within this industry. And finally, cultivating community. We will not be gatekeepers. We will be bridge builders. All games are valid. Games are for everyone. In addition to creating business relationships, we will forge friendships. We hope to foster those friendships to go far beyond simply being in the game design community together and instead have their own purposes in our everyday lives. We will not stand by and allow hate of any kind to poison this community. All people are welcome. Not all behaviors are welcome. And that's that. That's them. Um, pretty short and, and sweet. Um, so thank you, too, for helping me talk about those. We're done now. Just kidding. Now we're going to talk about <laughs> next section. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah, first of all, I super appreciate that, that you two were, were part of the group that helped put these together. Um, I know it got me thinking a lot about what our job is as a podcast. Um, and I felt a lot of that in the community that we've created in our Discord group, especially. Mm -hmm. um, and I've really, really in enjoyed that. You know, what, what stands out to uh, you, Heather, um, in this, like, uh, in the core values that, that you find you know, most important to you? Ooh, most important to me. Well, Ooh. I'm not so much a game designer. So as I follow your podcast, I'm not listening to your journey and thinking like, oh, I want to be like you all. I, I want to follow that path. I want to get signed with a publisher or anything like that. Uh, so in some ways, it doesn't speak to me as a new designer, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. It speaks right, to right. me more as a community leader in what mm -hmm. I'm doing with Protospiel Online. So I look, I you're one of the people that I watch and think about what you're doing to think about what I should do. So I enjoyed participating in that conversation in Discord because it helped me think through mm -hmm. how, how we can communicate some of these things better for ourselves as well. Um, mm. I think, yeah, just the uh, everyone being welcome, but all behaviors not being welcome is yes. uh, is actually something that we workshop specifically together, that exact phrase. Yes. And yes. that's something that I focus on a lot, it, like labeling anybody as, of course, awful or of course, great can be dangerous. But mm -hmm. of course, there are certain behaviors that are awful. And how do we divide the human being who has value? <laughs> right from the awful behavior um and that's a, that's a tough thing right because the awful behavior can be really hurtful and you do sort of yeah. need to have boundaries to keep that awful behavior away right right i i think that you're doing a good job and i i've loved watching how you're finding way just to elevate the good behavior right and the mm -hmm people who are willing to exhibit the good behavior instead of talking so much about the bad behavior, maybe. Um, that's something I've appreciate watching you do. And part of the reason that like, I, I want to be more active in your community and be one of that. those voices. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, yeah, no. And, and we definitely, you know, we do try to highlight all of the people doing the good stuff, right. And try and give them uh, a, a bigger platform. I, I think that, um, you know, we, we try our best to not include people who are, who are 
who are doing bad behaviors. Uh, as far as we've actually went back, there was a bonus episode that we removed uh, from a very long time ago that I'm not going to say what it was, but it was an interview with someone who turned <laughs> out to be very awful uh, and have some very Yikes. bad behaviors. And so we we pulled the interview and, and didn't say that we did at the time uh, because it wasn't about that. It was just about like, you know, not giving that person more of a platform to, to seem like they were being positive and good when they were having bad behaviors. And I, you know, mm. I think that, um, you know, I think, I think every person has value, um, but we have to protect the people uh, whose behavior, if somebody's exhibiting awful behavior, um, which we've seen so much of lately, uh, I think it's, it's on us to help protect the people who are suffering from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of times are these underrepresented people within the industry. Um, it's just, that's the truth. Right. Um, and so that's why in elevating their voices, uh, and not elevating the voices of those who, who are, who are having bad behavior, I think is, is really important. Jamie, you have thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's really tricky. So as someone who is pretty new to the industry, I have had to struggle with, and I, you know, many people in many circles have had to struggle with the same thing of like i'm new and i don't want to like be known for putting up a stink about things like this but uh one example that stands out really clearly in my mind you know i just went we're recording this uh you know days after pax unplugged Mm -hmm. and i was at pax unplugged and i had an experience where um about six months ago or so i play tested a game that is in a similar camp to my own game So it's like a, you know, a two player fighting style card battler kind of game. Mm -hmm. And I joined the game with a friend of mine. And I say, hey, uh, you know, I want to play a strong female character. Or actually, are there any non-binary characters? And the designer was the one demoing it and said, yes, there is a non-binary character. It's this one. I got really excited. I played the game. I didn't really enjoy the game. And so a bunch of my feedback was about that. But the thing that I enjoyed the least about this experience is the fact that the designer of the game said, okay, cool, you're non-binary, here's a non-binary character for you, and at no point used the correct pronouns for the character or me. Like, constant, constant misgendering the entire time. And I, I told him that. I talked about it a great deal. And it is, you know, a weird, stressful thing where I, you know, I addressed it directly with the designer. In both the feedback notes that I gave after the demo and in the ones that I sent after the fact. It was clear that the designer was on the defensive and like was not about it, was mm-hmm. not excited about it, was not wanting to like it was very much token representation. And the designer was a, a white guy that like was just trying to cater and didn't care, actually, mm-hmm. um, as evidenced by the feedback that I got afterwards and his general attitude after I gave that feedback. And the game was at PAX Unplugged and the designer was at PAX Unplugged. And I didn't know what to say about it. And when the, you know, the designer was like announcing like, oh, my Kickstarter is happening at such and such a date. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to support this. And I would feel weird about my friends supporting this. But really, how much can I say? How much? Right. Yeah. How much should I say? And so I think it's really important to not be paralyzed by that fear, because that is exactly how bad and toxic behavior can spread but at the same time it's like it's really tough because you know for a lot of us it's a business and you know if my business is known for 
you know, trashing other designers based on whatever it's, you know, how is that going to impact mm-hmm. me in the future? And it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I think you give a great example of what a lot of people face uh, in the industry and in every, I mean, in the world, right. When they want to come forward yeah. with, with problems <laughs> that they're seeing that they're afraid yeah. of, you know, the squeaky wheel doesn't get the oil. The squeaky wheel gets, gets pushed out the door. Right. Um, and I yeah. think in the game design industry in general, we have so many people that are willing to support you. If you come out as a squeaky wheel saying like, Hey, this is a problem. Um, but it's still, it still feels risky, right? Because it can backfire. Yeah. Um, and uh and that's that's unfortunate you know um so yeah well i can tell you i don't know what this kickstarter is but uh i'll find out and we will 100 percent not be talking about it on this show <laughs> or supporting it um because yeah because, because that's not cool things like that right um, don't do that <laughs> and I, I know that we've seen a lot of that token representation for years it's just now coming to the non-binary space right um yep you know we saw it's it always in, something yeah i mean even you know it's 2021 and there's all these queer couples in media and like cartoons for like kids and young adults but how many of those queer couples are male couples and how many are female and if you look at the ratios it is a staggering difference right because right. a lot of society is like oh you know two women getting together that's more accessible and like more palatable for the masses right. when really it's just like no it's more fetishized that's what it is anyway that's right. a whole different yeah. subject for it is a different but you're, episode. you're right yeah there is <laughs> the easy path on that to take exactly uh, yeah the path exactly of, the path of least resistance uh yes yeah. um, i mean not that i'm sad about the queer representation it's right. just it's yeah, skewed yeah. and that yeah. part saddens me and it should um so yeah, so Jamie, uh, what stands out to you as something that you're, um, you know, that you're super, um, uh, that that really, I, I can't remember the question I asked Heather. Now. <laughs> <laughs> things things that gel the most with me, I guess. There are a couple of things. There are a couple of things. The first one I really like is just that first bit in practicing honesty about like we're going to be transparent about our successes and our failures. Uh, because that's super important. And it's something that I really like about the game design industry as a whole is that generally everyone's already doing that, like sharing successes and failures. You go on the Facebook groups and it's like, you know, I'm looking for Kickstarter advice and a bunch of people are like, hey, I just finished my Kickstarter campaign and here's all the data from my ads and here's what didn't work as well as here's what worked, Mm -hmm. which you don't see a lot of in a lot of industries. But even still, I think it's, always important to keep it in the back of your mind because all of the platforms and all of the businesses are set up to only show you the successes. Even Kickstarter, it's like you go on Kickstarter and you see all the most funded games and this one's 14,000% funded and yours could be too and stuff like that. But it doesn't talk about all the games that fail. Right. Right. And I mean, not that there are more games that fail than succeed at this point, which I think is cool. Like, I think the past couple of years, it's been something like 60 or 70% of Kickstarters fund, which is sweet for board games. It is. Yeah. Um, and some of the ones that don't, you can see why they didn't. And some of the ones that right. don't, it's good that they didn't. But And um, some of the ones that didn't, they come back stronger and they fund the second time, which is cool. Right. Also yes. cool. Yes. But the thing about it is that like the reason why that is happening or one of the contributing factors, I think, is because people in the industry as a whole are so transparent about their failures. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, as well as their successes. And so people are learning yeah. from both ends of the of the spectrum where a lot of the time, you know, in other industries, you have to do a lot more trial and error or like, you know, maybe you don't ever get to learn because you only see the successes and you try to emulate them and you don't understand how to because you're not seeing the failures and how to learn from them. So I think that's very important and cool. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's something that's been Excuse very me. important to us, obviously, since the beginning of really, really wanting to be honest, right? I mean, in this, you know, we've we've ex- we've showcased a ton of failures of our own. Um, we've showcased mm-hmm. for sure more failures than successes over the course of the podcast. Yeah, um, and because we've important. had more failures than successes, right? Um, and if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have I would have dropped out of game design a long time ago. Uh, that Ooh. I'm well, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, this podcast being accountable to the people um, and realizing that that my story is important, um, like everyone else's, you know, and in for those of us willing to tell our story and showcase where we where we where we were not great and where we did good. And like mm-hmm. that is key to, um, you know, so that's something that, yeah, I appreciate you calling out um, because it's it's something that we try to live by. And I do think in the game industry, you're seeing more and more companies do that. Yeah. And I think that's important for building trust in a community. Well, I appreciate the two of you having this discussion around around the core values and why they're important. And and hopefully that's been enlightening to listeners. Um, you know, some people will probably not agree with all the core values, or agree with some of them. And, you know, that's that's your thing. Like, I mean, I basically now am sending out um, I, I've created a sheet that I send in guests when they come on the show. Um, in that, like, it's basically like a be on our podcast guide. And I include a link to the core values and say, Hey, read these. And if you have any questions or concerns, let me know. Um, you know, basically as a barrier to say, if somebody's like, Whoa, I don't agree with this stuff, like in a negative way, um, they'll say, I don't want to be on the podcast. Uh, but I'm also hoping that sometimes somebody will say, I don't agree with this in a positive way. Have you considered this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i love that i love that these could change and grow because because people who are going to be on the show have thoughts about it i love that mm-hmm. so yeah the more crowdsourced they are and that was a good call on your part jason to start from there as you're it's rewriting just, them it's just laziness <laughs> the more likely they're gonna address everything right by, right by getting lots of opinions Yes. So. And, that, and that's what happened too. I sat down to think, what do I need? And I was like, I have no idea. Like I have some ideas, but like, I don't know where, how to move forward with those. Yeah. Well, so, you know what they say? Laziness is the mother of invention. <laughs> should be, should be. <laughs> well, thank you too for, uh, for hanging out and uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yes. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, now I'm here with Mr. Jason Katarski. Hello, Mr. Jason Katarski. Hello, Mr. Jason Slingerland. Librarian Esquire. Is that a thing? Is I don't think I don't understand uh that what Esquire means. I just think about Bill and Ted when we uh say that. Esquire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Good point. Um Yeah, so hey, we have Jason here today, listeners, because so Jason <clears throat> was one of the co-hosts that signed up uh when Rob left. Uh, strong armed into one of the first people I asked and uh, and harassed until he said yes. Uh, it didn't take much. You you pretty much were like, this is my dream come true. I definitely want to do yeah, this. Yeah, I um, can't wait to see you and talk to you on a regular basis. <laughs> it fulfilled a hole in my heart. It was great. It, it did, right? It did. Um, 
And so that's been a couple of years now since 2019. Um, and so you and I chatted, uh, obviously, you know, we're making some changes with the show. Like I'm trying to have less just like dead weights. And <laughs> I'm, so I'm cutting myself free from the show. You're taking over. This is a surprise to you, but no, no. So, um, so yeah, so we were chatting and, uh, we had lunch one day and we chatted about the idea of you becoming like a basically like a recurring guest, like you used to be. Um, and, uh, yeah. Do we want to like, do you want to talk at all about that? Do you want me to talk about that? Um, we can talk about that. I, uh, yeah, it just, uh, makes sense. It's been a good two year run and like, I've really enjoyed being on the show as a regular person, but like, I think that as listeners probably notice, like, um, I'm not in the game design trenches as much as I was. I'm not even in the game publishing trenches as much as I was two years ago, just, uh, with going back to school and kind of starting a new career. Uh, I think that I'm going to be more in the, uh, camp of like hobbyist, you know, not like, which is great. I know a lot of our listeners are just hobbyists too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just going to take a little bit more of a back seat uh like designing games so like me getting out of the way allows uh more room for people who are really in it to to contribute and bring some new life to the show so um basically it's just comes down to i'm not committed enough to jason and <laughs> uh i'm not funny and my ideas are terrible and... all those things are untrue i mean <laughs> um Most- most of your ideas are not terrible, but no, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. Like having, you know, we're, we are trying to focus on having people who are, who are in the trenches, right. And trying to focus on those newer designers in the trenches. And I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense for you to, you know, just basically GTFO, right. Yeah. Right. I'm out of here. But I, uh, I, I, I want to be clear that you, you will always, always, always be welcome back uh to not as a host by any means but no no you'll always be welcome back uh on the show because uh you're always one of my favorite people to talk to and uh and i know that the listeners will riot if i don't have you back at least sometimes pretty confident in that yeah it'll just go to zero downloads yeah i don't even think people download podcasts anymore do they it's all streaming right i don't actually know how that works like what people do i download podcasts when i'm gonna listen to them um, which is not not super often just because I don't listen to podcasts as much as I probably should being a podcaster. But um, <laughs> I'm so busy making content for this podcast. Right. You know, I mean, well, whether priorities. you're streaming or downloading or just reading the show notes, right. there'll be less of me around. But I hope all of you will continue to tune into Building the Game podcast to learn how to better yourselves or at least compare yourselves as already better than everyone involved in building the game <laughs> podcast. Julio would take offense to that, which he probably should. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we will have you back on for sure. When, uh, when Darwinots lands over here, right? Cause that's uh yeah. Yeah. Cause cool. obviously, you know, you've hit a lot of, hit a lot of delays and stuff with that as everyone has. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being a publisher is hard. I especially right now even worse <laughs> yep. than normal throw a pandemic into the mix and global supply chain issues and um 
and we see a lot of that and not all the backers do and the really cranky ones really just steal the wind out of your sales and uh, thanks to thanks to uh, amazon for training the world that uh you should have something within 24 hours of when you (laughs) ordered it or you have a right to be angry and mad and not realizing that a lot of little game companies are run by like one guy out of his garage who's trying to figure out how to fit more boxes next to his Vespa motor scooter in his garage uh, <laughs> and get his kids to school on time. And That's incredibly um, specific. Yeah, I don't know who I'm referring to, but uh, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to come and yeah. talk to you. And when I'm tinkering around with new ideas, it'll be good yes. to bounce, bounce them around with the Building the Game crew. Yes, absolutely. Well, you will always be one of the Building the Game crew. So, oh, yes. that's too kind. Well, I've really had a lot of fun. And, you know, we go back to the day when we met at Origins, Jason and Gen uh, Con. It was Gen, Gen Con. Oh, it was Gen Con. And, <laughs> and I, I sat you on my knee and I uh, I taught you all the things you needed to know to be successful. And there's nothing more I have to give. You're You're flying on your own now. You helped me get my first game signed uh, the day that I met you in person. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, true story. But, yeah. Yeah. And no, all, all joking aside, it's been really fun. Thanks for everybody for being patient with me and listening and uh, letting me be a part of this. It's cool. If you don't have patience, let's be honest, you're not listening to this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, take care. And uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you very, very soon. So Not too soon. Yeah. Not too soon. <laughs> All right. Well, now I am here with Raven McKenzie. Uh, hey, Raven. Hi. So Raven uh, has been one of our, she was one of our first mentee co-hosts uh, and has been continued to be that. Uh, but now, starting with episode 501, Raven has uh, has decided to become a full-time co-host for us. So welcome. I'm excited Woo! to have you. Super excited. Thank you for extending the invitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. You um, uh, loved the chance to talk to you and get to know you over the last uh, bit of time here. We said we were talking about how long it's been and it's like it's <laughs> I just everything is just so uncertain and time stuff. Right. So what even yeah. is time anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. So um, and you've managed to move during that time, too. And uh, and so. So, yeah, so we're really, really excited to have you. And, um, you know, you've been you've I think when you started, you're working on a couple of games. You've worked on quite a bit of stuff. Now, I know you're doing a co-design now, at least one that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's definitely especially I think it's been maybe a year and a half since I quote unquote got serious about game design, but like a mm-hmm. year into actually making the things that I've been thinking about. Um and so still working on uh, one game, Macromania, uh, which I think I talked about during the first time I was on the show. Um, you did. You did. Yes. Right. That one is pretty much in my eyes. I think it's as done as it's going to be done. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. And so bringing that one with me actually to PAX uh, day after tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, sometime in the near future. So very cool. Uh, yes. That'll be fun. Uh, I am working on a co-design with um, my first mentor from the Tabletop Mentorship Program, Clarence Simpson. Uh, and we're, uh, it's called Horns of Harlem. It's uh, where you build and manage a jazz band uh, in the 1920s in Harlem, New York. And oh, that's so, very cool. 
lots of fun with that. And he is, <laughs> the, I tell you, when I, that program has been like the gift that keeps on giving, it definitely is. Um, right, the right. Relationships I've formed and the fact that like, it's, it's so great to work on a co-design with him. And there's still things in both Mandek and TTS, like that I was functioning with before, but he's like, oh, don't you know you can just do X, Y, Z? I'm like, oh, you've saved me five hours of work. <laughs> Right, right. Oh gosh, oh, yeah. Man. Oh. I, I've I've had other designers teach me that. I use Component Studio, and I've had other designers teach me that. And it's like, oh my gosh, this literally just did everything that I would have done by hand for five <laughs> hours, and now it's like thirty minutes, and it's done. It's insane. Right. So, Amazing yeah. technology. <laughs> right, right, right. So what are your, um, you know, what are kind of your hopes over the next, you know, year or so? You're you're looking forward towards designing. So I definitely want to continue. There's, I mean, there's always going to be a list of things that like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to make a game about this? Um, I want to work more diligently on at least two of those, uh, particularly one that is a roll and write that might, that has a deck building aspect that I want Ooh, to either lean into one or the other. Yes. Which I think we've also, we want New Orleans. We talked about that on the second time. Uh, you did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. I want to work more on that one. Um, I would really like to. Um, have you seen? There have been a few. I mean, Voyages, I feel like, has blown up recently. Uh, what yeah. yeah. On. And then Mike and Grace, a little while ago, they did a really nice Halloween uh, kind yep. of short and sweet roll and write. And so it'd be really cool if I could put together and. Uh, I know there's been some things floating around the Twitterverse today about Kickstarter. So I don't know about Kickstarting per se, but proud fun. A really great game. Uh, yeah. This next year would be pretty cool. That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I know there's the the new stuff that I've seen happening out there has been great. And yeah, games like Voyages and, and what Mike and Grace said. I was sad I missed Mike and Grace's Kickstarter. Um, oh, no. And then Mike told me that it was like five days or something. And I was like, well, of course I missed it. Like, that was so <laughs> it quick. was a very small window. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're we're very excited to have you on the show. I look forward to having you on, uh, you know, on a regular basis and uh, and being able to talk about different design things and such. And uh, yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm excited to have you. So thank you. Thank you for being willing to give us give it a go and try awesome. it out. Excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Raven. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Jason. All right. Well, hey, now I am here uh with with a new person who's going to be part of the show and that is fernando cunha for all the way from brazil fernando is going to be our new mentee co-host hey fernando how's it going hey i'm super happy to be here thank you <laughs> uh, we're super happy to have you we uh so we we uh met you from mike and grace of course from the tabletop mentorship program which you went yeah. through um and uh yeah so we're excited to have you and um yeah tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself okay uh firstly uh, i must say thank thank you to mike and grace they are the best best persons on person they are on the planet they're so <laughs> they're so great yes yeah, yeah. so thank, thank you for directing me to jason it's super nice to be part of this um, so I'm Fernando Cunha, I'm from Brazil, I'm 36 years old, um, 
I started designing games because of my daughter, Olivia. She's now, um, she, she's four years and a half now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I always uh, wanted to design games um, from, yeah, w way before Olivia was born, but uh, never started doing that. And when I discovered that I would be a father, uh, I become uh, more self-aware of what I was doing with my life, what I was trying to pursue. So uh, I wanted to start doing that <laughs> at that moment. So I'm right, here right. now <laughs> with some games, uh, trying to put them on the market. Uh, and it's, it's working, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, and I understand. I mean, I, we had discussed before when you and I just chatted that, yeah, I started designing yeah. right before my son was born, our first child, who's, who's going to be 10 next year, uh, as will the podcast. But, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, uh, I, I get that, that feeling of like, what am I doing now? Like I, I need to focus on something here that I really want to do. And yeah, so I'm, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so well new to game design, you've been busy with uh things you've worked on uh down there in brazil with uh different groups and stuff um yeah yeah um yeah, I, I don't know if i should talk um about my previous life before gaming but yeah no i mean if you, <laughs> i just you, i just that, jumped into to, to the games but uh, uh yeah let's that's, focus on that. <laughs> that's up to you that is up to you you can talk as little or as much as you want about that yeah um, okay yeah, I, I don't think it it really matters. Um, uh, I still work with that. Uh, I'm I'm uh, a video guy. I work with After Effects, motion graphics, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's important to say that because um, as part of my plan to jump to jump to the game industry, I'm using my previous knowledge and uh, yeah. previous knowledge and the skills I have to try to build some leverage to, yeah, to Absolutely. Make, make some connections and uh, work on side stuff until I can uh, only work in my games. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the, the kind of thing I'm trying to, to do here. Um, so um, here in, in Brazil, uh, I've started participating in these uh, playtest groups and trying to meet people in 2017. And uh, I've met some awesome people in this industry here and abroad. Uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated with um, how people are so open and try to help you um, on, on, on this, this path. So, it's been a great journey until now. Um, uh, so uh, here uh, I'm uh, an organizer now of uh, playtest group of Cine de Playtest. Uh, that's uh, a regular meeting that happens in two cities here in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro and Belo Horizonte, Belo Horizonte where I live. Um, and we also have uh, an online meeting uh, that happens two times a week. 
So um, we, we keep building this um, community uh, that uh, connect people and help them to test the, their, their games and mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff that all, you, all of you know <laughs> about. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic though to be, you know, obviously that's such a great resource for everyone and it, it's awesome that you're doing the work to help organize that and, you know, keep that going for people because it, yeah, it's, it's super important uh, that we have that as game designers for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I entered that group and uh, I, this group started in Rio de Janeiro before Belo Horizonte and uh, I decided that I needed that uh, to meet more people and to connect and mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I asked those friends in Rio that were um, keeping this this uh, this group up and they said yeah sure let's do that in another city why not and we started doing it and it, it it's great <laughs> mm -hmm. that's fantastic um what kind of what kind of games do you enjoy uh, playing and designing? Yeah, um, I'm more uh, oriented to more light games and family family games uh, because probably because of Olivia for this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's that's part of the reason I am. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and but uh, also because um, that's where people usually. Uh, start um, to, to fall in love with games. So uh, I love to, to bring new people to, to the hub and uh, show new stuff. And yeah, so that, that's the, the kind of game that I, that I try to design and the, the games that I'd like to, to search and uh, to play and to present to new people. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think we I think we have similar tastes there. <laughs> so, well, um, well, Fernando, I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to today to introduce yourself to everybody. And, and I look forward to uh, having you on an episode real soon here. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm happy to, to be there. <laughs> I'm, I'm su super anxious. Is that a word? <laughs> That's, that is fair. Yes, that is fair. Excited but nervous. I get it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Well, um, awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again. And uh, we will see you next time. See you. Bye-bye. So as you heard earlier, Jamie was on the show um, talking about our core values. But I wanted to point out that they um, and also Kiri Bear will become recurring co-hosts on the show. Um, no longer no longer mentee co-hosts as they've got more experience under their belt. And, and we look forward them to have an expanded role on the show and be part of more conversations and, and also helping us with mentoring Fernando and wanting to help Fernando grow in the industry and in experience just like we've all been fortunate enough to do. Before we go tonight, as a, as a personal aside, I, I just want to say thank you to to everyone who has listened to the show and, and been here for us. Um, I, it, it's been a, a ridiculously long and amazing journey. And I, um, you all being here for me 
and for the rest of us, you've kept me personally in game design and working and helped me succeed. And, and every bit about that has been refreshing. And I, I, I'm just so thankful for the friendships and the community and for the ability to do this every week, for the fact that people listen to me chat and listen to people way smarter than me come on the show and chat. And and I'm thankful for every one of you that listens and supports us. And I, I hope to continue to do this for a very, very long time. I originally had said 500 episodes was a great goal, but now I say, let's see what we feel like in a thousand. So thank you all again. I really appreciate all of your support. Um, it's been a, it's been quite the ride. So if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can, of course, go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can reach out to us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at 770-TELL-BTG. You can find us, of course, on the Twitter at podcastbtg at J.A. Slingerland. And most importantly, you can come back every single week and hang out with us. And we would love that. But until next time, good night. Building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email.